It's episode 75, and this week I'm talking breakfast. Why? Because Trix is in the news. And of course, I've got some really bad tweeting, as if there's a good kind at this point. Uh, your standard dumb criminals, and a tie for jackass, with a couple of stories about people too drunk and too high to function. But of course, this show wouldn't be complete without this week's recommended listening feature, The Mike Jolitz Show. Evening on that old podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty for you new people. Thank you. And, uh, this is a show where I share my twisted little view on things and rant and rave about whatever the hell is going on, whether it's a parenting thing or me being a general nerd thing or, or uh, stuff like that. And I take a break and make fun of some weird shit in the news because I'm kind of a jerk like that, and because I'm not so much of a jerk, not all the time, I wrap up the show with a featured podcast that I think you should be listening to, because sharing is caring, right? So, a really funny thing I saw in the news, and I, I couldn't let it go, because it's something I had a I had a problem with this and I was like so excited. Original tricks is coming back. <laughs> and I'm sure you're thinking, why the hell is he talking about tricks? I'm talking about tricks because they're they're unfixing it. I don't know if you're aware if, if you have kids or if you don't have kids or you're like me and you're still 12 at heart. Um, but you know, I still eat kids cereal and it's not just cause I have kids. You know, if I have the opportunity to have a, a to buy a box of tricks, if my wife lets me, cause come on, it's hard being 30 and, and having a budget and, and trying to pretend to be an adult. And when you try and buy a box of kicks, your wife is going to give you funny looks. All that aside, if you weren't aware a few years back, because everybody are being so damn health conscious and uppity bitches, um, General Mills, it's General Mills, uh, went along and they, uh, they neutered tricks. Let's just say, well, what they did and what every, all the cereal companies and everybody did was they went around and they they took away all of the artificial colors and the artificial flavors to make everything more healthy because artificial colors and artificial flavors and artificial sweeteners are so terrible. They're the end of the world and all this bullshit. And so all of the cereals got revamped and tricks among them. And a side tangent. So side tangent is not a little redundant. Whatever. Sidebar here. Those people who complain about tricks just being little balls now aren't old enough to know that they used to be before they were fruit shapes. 
when I was a kid, oh God, I can't even remember what year it was, but when I was a kid, probably all the way through most of elementary school, tricks were just little puffballs like they are now. And then in the middle of somewhere, I forget what their marketing strategy was, they changed them all into the matching fruit shapes. And then they introduced to different fruit shapes and all that shit and all that crazy tricks mumbo jumbo. And I, and I remember when they went back to just being the balls, everyone freaked the fuck out like they were being ripped off. And all of us old timers were like, hey, y'all, that used to be like that. You want to want proof? Go find an old tricks commercial. They're just little balls. So I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly content with little puffball tricks. What I wasn't okay with was the naturally colored and naturally flavored tricks because some things work that way. Some things you can substitute artificial colors and, and flavors for the real thing, for real colorings and flavorings, and it works. Looks like tricks was not one of them. When they did this crap, suddenly all of the tricks look muted and they were really pale. And I'm like, man, your tricks look sick. They just looked sickly. And I I, I, I tried them because there was like a sale on them. And I, I remember seeing, you know how you've got like the multi-meal bag cereals? Well, over in the corner, I saw like the big name, like the General Mills had a bunch of those like tricks and uh, Captain Crunch. I don't even think that's. I think that's post, whatever. I don't care. But a lot of those big, those box cereals, those big name box cereals were in super ginormo family pack bags, like the multi-meal cereals. And so I saw like a fucking like three pound bag of tricks. I'm like, hey, tricks are awesome. And look, now they're made with natural shit. So my wife can't complain when I give this to the boys. And then I tried them because now it's like, well, they look funny. Like, oh yeah, natural flavors, natural colors, blah, they look funny, fine. They can't be as bright and shiny. Well, I tried them, and I was like, bleh. They didn't taste like tricks. They didn't look like tricks. They didn't taste like tricks. They tasted like vegetables. Because in order to get those flavors, they had to use fruit juices and vegetable juices. Well, the thing about artificial flavors is artificial flavors don't actually taste like what they are supposed to. Artificial grape tastes absolutely nothing like grape. If you've ever eaten runts, you know this. Grape, artificial grape candy tastes absolutely nothing like grape. Artificial like runts, and I go to runts because they're like the only candy I can think of that has like banana. Or like Laffy Taffy. That tastes, banana Laffy Taffy or runts taste absolutely nothing like a real banana, but you identify that flavor as banana. That's artificial banana, artificial grape, artificial cherry. All of these flavors taste absolutely nothing like the real thing, but you identify them for being the flavor they're supposed to be imitating. Well, if you go and take something that's like generations of artificial fruit flavor and replace it with the actual fruit flavor... It's not as good. It's just not. Artificial tricks are great. Natural tricks with grape juice and apple juice and all of these fruit juices it doesn't taste as good. The flavors aren't as 
they aren't as vibrant. The colors are dull. That's just not as good. I tried them. I was like, bleh. I gave them to the boys because they didn't know any better. And yeah, to them it was, you know, and I guess that's kind of the issue. It's like when you're little kids that don't know real tricks, that don't know original tricks, it's fine. They don't know the difference. To them, it's fruit cereal. They don't know that tricks are supposed to be a hundred times better than that. Well, they've had enough backlash. Basically, backlash to the backlash when you consider that it's all of the like hyper protective helicopter parent psycho health nuts who caused all these cereals to get super healthy in the first place. The ones that were screaming for, oh, we need natural flavors and natural colors. Well, now they're complaining these taste like garbage. We want our tricks back. And there's been enough consumer complaining about the healthier tricks that they came out and said, coming in October, we're re-releasing original tricks with all the the artificial colors and artificial flavors. And and I'm I'm sure it'll sell like hotcakes. I'm sure it's going to be like when when Hostess went out of business for a couple of months and somebody bought them up and started making Twinkies again, everybody bought all the fucking Twinkies up. And I mean, you were seeing, you know, original Twinkies on eBay and original and then new Twinkies and all, and all. it's probably going to be the same shit. You're, and they said they're still going to be producing the natural flavored tricks. I'm sure they're going to like rebrand it tricks free or tricks natural or whatever, something like that. Uh, like baked lays or something like that. They're going to be, you know, natural tricks, whatever. No artificial colors or flavorings or any flavor for that matter. Cause they tasted like ass. I kind of compare them to, uh, if you've ever had like, if you've had fruit loops, like real fruit loops, or even like Malto meal knockoff fruit loops, it's, you know, Good. They're all right. They're pretty much the same thing. Uh, do not ever, in my experience, they can, if, if Quaker wants to sue me, go ahead. Um, don't ever get the Quaker Fruit Loops. They don't taste like Fruit Loops. They taste like vegetable loops. They really, they, they're grainy as shit and they taste like vegetables. They don't taste like Fruit Loops. It's, it's just not fun. It's not. Um, but that was basically the difference between regular tricks and, and, and natural tricks. And I just think it's so funny that the complaining about the artificial colors and flavorings and all these people are like, oh, we need, so, we need natural foods and artificial coloring is bad for you and it's toxins and meh, meh, meh. And now they're like, oh my God, this food, this natural food tastes like crap. I want my artificial colors and flavors back. Yeah, bitches. Because it's sugar cereal. It's not supposed to be healthy for you. If you want your kid eating something healthy, give them a bowl of Cheerios. You want them something they're going to eat and you don't have to add sugar? Get them Honey Nut Cheerios because you know what? Honey Nut Cheerios, I don't care. Adult cereal or kids cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios is like... Real deal. Not like, and I'm not to bash toasted oats. Toasted oats are perfectly fine, but the difference between Honey Nut Toasted Oats and Honey Nut Cheerios is night and day. 
Honey Nut Cheerios is the bomb shit. Awesome. The best, like most neutral, everybody has to love this or there's something mentally wrong with you cereal there is in the world. Yeah. Now, maybe it's because I've spent my years like working late nights and my, my body clock is all out of whack from normal human people. But I consume a lot of cereal in not normal cereal hours. And when you're somebody who works nights, you get into that rhythm of there's no bad time for cereal. Really, there's no bad time for cereal. Sometimes a bowl of cereal is great for dessert, especially when it's something like like those sugary kids cereals, like your Captain Crunch and your tricks and things like that. It's mostly the fruity ones. Those are like the big ones because I could see putting tricks on a bowl of vanilla ice cream or, or crunch berries for that matter. Or if you want to get really fancy, just get the oops all berries, which are like giant tricks. You really think they're just giant tricks. Put that on a bowl of cereal, not cereal, bowl of ice cream, whatever. Put all that together. That's good shit. I like, I, I'm a fan of cereal. I'm, I'm, I'm also a fan of adult cereal. I, I love me some, uh, I don't know. Here, here's a vote for you. Let me know what you think about this. Does, because I will say raisin or standard raisin bran is, it's kind of an adult cereal. It's perfect. You should give it to your kids because it's good for them and it's, it's got raisins. Raisins are good. Kids like raisins, right? But raisin bran crunch. It's got granola. It's super sweet. It is like, you need to put sugar on regular raisin bran. You do not need sugar on, I think that's my, that's my line. If you didn't, if it needs sugar to be palatable, it's an adult cereal. <laughs> if it doesn't need sugar, it's a kid's cereal. Well, Raisin Bran Crunch is a variant of an adult-ish cereal. Raisin Bran Crunch is like crack. It's a super, super addictive. It's, I'm, I will pay the six or seven dollars a box for that shit when I can get away with it. My wife isn't looking because I have to hide it because she knows that shit's expensive. But yeah, is, is, is that a, a kid's cereal or an adult cereal? I will totally say my banana nut crunch is, is an adult cereal. It's probably my favorite adult, big air quotes, adult cereal. But I'm, I'm not picky. Well, I'm, I'm kind of picky, but I'm not going to say, oh, I'm, I'm too old to eat that or I'm only going to eat the, the kids junk food. I think I was a kid. I, one of my favorite cereals was actually crackling oat bran. Yeah, the, the, those little like rings of bran just pressed into I don't know what and whatever sweetness it was they used to keep those little rings glued together. That shit's delicious. It's, it's like one of the, it's one of those top and it's got a, you know, super adult cereal. Ah, this must be healthy name, Cracklin' Oat Bran. But that shit's delicious. I ain't even gonna lie. Love that shit. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to, I, I think I avoid uh, marshmallow cereals. And it was kind of funny because my stepmom, when I was younger, she thought that we just, we would get, you know, the malto meal, the knockoff. We're not, bu- box cereals are overpriced. You pay too much for a piece of cardboard. Really? I'm going to say it. Um, you know, like every other family on a budget, we got the big bags of cereal. My stepmom was convinced that we loved the marshmallow cereals because it's marshmallows and must be like candy. And like, no, marshmallow cereals are crap. 
They're really grainy, chalky, we're going to cut the roof of your mouth cereal pieces and grainy, chalky marshmallow things. And I think we got the, was it the marshmallow mateys? I think the malto meal ones with little like X's and O's and pirates. And so it was like little birds and, and skulls and piratey looking stuff. I'm not a fan of marshmallow cereals. No, give me a bowl of Cocoa Puffs. Fuck. Cocoa Puffs and, 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 uh, fuck, uh, pebbles, fruity pebbles and cocoa pebbles and, and shit, just a bowl of Rice Krispies. Hell, there's nothing wrong with a plain old bowl of Rice Krispies or cornflakes or something, but they need to stop dicking with the cereal. Really? I mean, look what happened to Trix. They had a backlash on their hands for Trix. You know, at this point, I think the kids were just giving the rabbit their tricks, and that was the problem. It was like, oh, shit, silly rabbit. These tricks aren't for kids. Here, give them back. Take them. Here, rabbit, take them back. These are vegetable tricks. Vegetables are for rabbits. Have it. Because, yeah, if for them to backtrack on making their food healthier, yeah, they had to. <laughs> That's some shit. So, yeah, stop messing with kids' food. Again, it's, it's, these are sugar cereals, people. They're not meant to be healthy. It's like the candy bar companies started going around and say, oh, we're going to limit the calories in our candy bars and we're going to only make them so big because we don't want people getting obese. Like, it's fucking candy. It's candy. It's not healthy. Not by any means. So stop trying to pander to, to the health nuts. Like, if the healthy people are complaining about the candy bar not being healthy enough, they're not that serious about being healthy because they're still eating the candy bar. If you're that concerned about the, the health properties of your food, you shouldn't be eating a Butterfinger. Not to pick on Butterfingers. I love Butterfingers. Just using them as an, as an example because, I don't know, to pick on Snickers. Snickers is the first thing to come to mind. I, had to, I can't go with the obvious one. But anyway, yeah, that's the that's kind of my my beef here is stop fucking with cereal. Let kids cereal be kids cereal. If you don't want your kids eating junk food cereal, buy them Cheerios. Buy them cornflakes. They're good. They're absolutely delicious. There's nothing wrong with a bowl of Cheerios or a bowl of cornflakes or if you want to spice things up, get them frosted flakes. Woo. They're awesome. You can get healthy kids' cereals. You know, uh, another sidebar. I saw a study done. God, it was probably 10, 15 years ago before everybody started fucking with the cereal. But they actually sh tested, like, nutritional values and, and sugar content and all that of all of the healthy cereals and all the kids' cereals. And it basically came down to the healthiest cereal on the market overall, was Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Even over, like, the, the... Because you do need sugar. Your body does need sugar. And so the amount of sugar that was on the Frosted Flakes was in line with, you know, dietary needs and all that stuff because, let's, be, let's face it, if you had a bowl of cornflakes, you were going to put sugar on it. Plain cornflakes, you're going to put sugar on it. You're not going to put that sugar on the Frosted Flakes. So... It gave you that sort of dietary portion control. 
And so, yeah, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. You know, I'll, I, I, old ass study. I'll say it. That's the healthy shit. You want to have a healthy cereal and not, you know, something fruity that's apparently full of artificial colors and flavors. Get, get some Frosted Flakes and stop bitching about cereal. It's not that important. <sighs> okay. I'm done with my cereal rant, but before I finish up my little breakfast food thing, I have coffee news. It's it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of good because it's it's a company being proactive. Uh, Death Wish Coffee, which I've talked about before at the time that they were the reigning uh, uh, most caffeinated coffee in the world. Uh, recently had to recall their uh, cold brew cans because there was a chance. They were like, you know, good companies test their products on the line. When they did their tests, they said there was a chance that botulism spores could develop. So they pulled, they, they recalled the entire line of cold brew cans. And that, I don't know what the issue was. They didn't say, but... Good on them because they're like, hey, nobody's gotten sick. We have zero reports of anybody getting sick from this, but our lab test said it's a possibility, so take them all back. All of it. And again, it's just the cold brew cans, and I think it's probably it's probably somewhere in the production line with canning and like making the cans and filling the cans. It's somewhere in the line there's a hiccup. But <clears throat> yeah, good job on, on you guys, Deathwish, for for being proactive and not going all like Chipotle and waiting to recall shit and do shit until like die people die. I don't know if people died from Chipotle. I know people got people get fucking sick from Chipotle all the time. I'm I'm surprised they're still around. Uh, but that's a that's another story. <laughs> but alright. Enough breakfast. We've we've gone through nice to start the start the show with breakfast, right? Well, I think we will we'll jump into the the full meal portion of the news right after these Potter and Family podcast promos. Want to know the story behind Potter and Family? Potter and Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters, the podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, The Boxers, or the Countdown movie and TV review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, The One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot, or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on, and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. 
But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. Hey, it's time for this week's Odd Dad Out update. So, this week, if you are listening to this in release week, um, this Saturday, September 30th, is International Podcast Day. And as such, I, I still have not figured out what I intend to do if I'm going to do a, a live show or some sort of a special. Uh, I've, I've still got work that day, guys, so it, it, I may or may not be able to pull something off, but I'm going to try. That being said, I am going to announce that launching on International Podcast Day will be the Odd Dad Out Gear Store through Threadless and Artist Shops, where I now have Odd Dad Out shirts with the Odd Dad Out logo. Normal is not my specialty because it's just a great catchphrase, damn it. Uh, I've got shirts, coffee mugs, I love. I, I, I've posted up, if you checked out on Twitter and Facebook, which you should totally be following, Odd Dad Out on Twitter and Facebook, I've posted up pictures of the Odd Dad Out mug with the logo, and those are available in black and white, because why not? But I've posted up pictures of the coffee mugs. I've got some of the shirts. There's, like I said, the mugs, tote bags, uh, hoodies. I'm, I'm totally, whenever my wife stops paying attention, I'm totally getting myself some hoodies. And the guys at work are giving me crap because I told them, dude, once I have swag, I'm going to be decked top to bottom. Well, fuck it. I'm going to be decked top to bottom one of these days in, in my own swag. Why the hell not? <laughs> but that will be launching on September 30th for International Podcast Day. And in celebration of both the launch of the show and for International Podcast Day, everything will be on sale at opening. So remember to check it out. I will be posting up the links. And again, if you check out the Facebook page right now, there is a, a, an image with some samples of the items that are going to be up for sale in various colors and styles because why not? Why have just one thing? Also launching on International Podcast Day, something I will be a part of in the future, on Twitter is the Podcast Share account, which is kind of a, a, an awesome idea put together by the most awesome I'm going to say it again, the most awesome indie podcaster out there, Emily from the story behind, is putting together a, you could say, a user-curated Twitter account where every week a new curator shares the podcast they are listening to and interacts and kind of live tweets and, and shares their take on kind of like what I do with the uh recommended listening segment, but in tweet form, in Twitter form, to share what you like, or what I like, or what whoever, the curator of the week, 
uh, what they are into, what they're listening to, their thoughts on things, and just promoting other shows. Because it, one of the best things about being a podcaster is the community. And it's really just a great opportunity to build the podcasting community. And I'm really looking forward to being a part of it. And I think this is an awesome idea. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited both to be part of it and both to see what new shows I can learn. Because I, I, I listen to a lot, as you've heard. But I'm always out there looking for new shows. So this is going to be fun to... Uh, really get into and interact with and again that's also launching on international podcast day so you need to get on if you aren't already there you need to get on twitter and follow at podcast share and if you think you or somebody you know might make for a good curator for this account check go to podcastshare.net and sign up and to be nominated for the uh, to be in a future curator. There's a there's a bunch of us lined up already, and it's going to be exciting and fun. And uh, again, I like sharing these sort of things. So uh, sign up or follow along so that you can get all of these cool recommendations from me and Emily and I know uh, Nick from the Epic Film Guys and a bunch of other guys are are signed up for this so it's going to be really cool so do that and I've rambled enough for this week on to more rambling in the news So, starting off, let's let's just start in with some bad tweet issues. Not that there are good tweets anymore. If you're if you're a PR organization, it seems like they can only do bad tweets. And looks like Equifax kind of they they couldn't have done this worse. Let's just say. <laughs> so. If you aren't aware, they just had that whole breach of security issue and lots of people's information got uh, hacked and leaked and all this stuff. And considering they're a credit monitoring, like they're a credit organization. So basically, they've got everybody's shit. So it's seriously bad. Well, they tweeted out... A, a website for them to kind of like, hey, here's where information and stuff to, you know, fix your stuff. And like, here, like, we're going to have some protection services because we fucked up and we're going to offer free, you know, credit monitoring and services and all that stuff. Well, they uh, fucked up <laughs> again. Um, so they were supposed to send you to... Equifax Security 2017, which is their security website, and I guess to sign up for their trusted ID service. Instead, they sent you to Security Equifax 2017, which is a known phishing site. Phishing as in hackers and security breaches. <laughs> So after getting hacked and leaking a bunch of information, they then fucked up and sent everybody to a place that's going to be phishing and hacking their information. 
Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best when it comes to internet security and, and like, I don't own a domain, but you know, you're Equifax. One of the first rules about purchasing a domain for your business is you purchase your name and any variants of your name so that somebody can't oops and swoop up your name and like hold it hostage or whatever. So if you are Equifax security, you should also buy security Equifax and you should, you should buy up and control if they spelled it wrong too. Because now you guys just sent a bunch of people who just got hacked to a website that's going to hack them. Now, they took the tweet down. But, obviously. But, still, damage is done. You guys really need to proofread your tweets. Everybody needs to proofread tweets. Because this isn't Facebook where you can edit. On Twitter, you have no option. Uh, Fucked up is fucked up. So, tweets are... I wouldn't say tweets are tweets are forever when you're in the public space because if you do it then somebody screen capped it, somebody went to it, somebody did something with it. Even if you delete it somewhere, it's it's out there. And speaking of tweets that are out there that really should have been proofread. Another hurricane story. <laughs> this time coming out of well more coming out of Miami. FEMA put the wrong phone number in a tweet for people needing like roof repair and like basically to call for, I guess you could say it's accident like assistance, I guess. I, I've, I guess I've lived through hurricanes, but I've never needed assistance or FEMA issues or anything like that. But I guess for their like reconstruction assistance and things, well, they posted up a phone number that was supposed to be a 1888 number, which has kind of become the stupid because back then everything was 800 and now it's 888 because they just ran out of 800 numbers, I guess. Well, the number they posted was an 800 number, which went to, you guessed it, a phone sex line because that's what every wrong number seems to go to nowadays. I wouldn't be surprised if they bought up half of the, the old 800 numbers or, or all phone sex lines anywhere. Uh, yeah, it's proofread your tweets, people. Really? This is, it's such a simple thing to do. You have 140 characters. You don't have room to make mistakes like that, especially when you're, you know, FEMA or Equifax. How about you proofread your tweets? Test the links, guys. Test the phone number. Because then shit like this happens and guys like me can sit here and make fun of you. <laughs> I, you know what? If I, if I misspell a word in a tweet, I fucking backtrack that shit. Because, no. Well, maybe it's because I'm a stickler for, for spelling, but whatever. All right. Enough with the bad tweeting. Let's get into this week's dumb criminal. Because realistically, it's only... Uh, I got a dumb criminal and a half. But let's go with the... Uh, this one just... This aggravates me. This aggravates me because there are people like this. An armed robbery suspect 
maybe suing the man who stopped him for injuries he got. So, guy goes into a Starbucks wearing a Transformers mask, tries to hold up the place. A, a, a customer tries to stop him. I guess he hit him over the head with a chair. Uh, there's a scuffle. Guy pulls out, a, the guy had a knife. He stabs the, the good Samaritan customer trying to stop him. Well, then a uh, customer guy gets the knife away and stabs robber guy repeatedly. Then he went to the hospital. Well, naturally, they both went to the hospital. Well, robber guy's mom and looks like lawyers are now saying that Mr. Good Samaritan Man used excessive force and he didn't need to stab him that many times. And now he may, you know, he's, he's possibly going to sue this person for his injuries and all. I was like, look, motherfucker, you were trying to rob the place. He was defending himself and the rest of the people there. You have no case. You better not have a case because any judge or any jury, anybody who gives this asshole any money needs to be disbarred. Because I don't care if said good Samaritan possibly used excessive force. This person was endangering the lives of all these other people and somebody stopped him. Sorry, it's not excessive force to retaliate or to make sure that the guy who is armed and threatening people's lives uh, doesn't do that anymore. So I don't care how many times he stabbed the dude, really. Because it's like, hey, he got stabbed first. Good Samaritan guy had been stabbed. He, this wasn't like a, he beat him over the chair and then just started stabbing repeatedly like a serial killer. This guy got stabbed. He reacted and stabbed the guy back. He just won the fight. Uh, and just the, you always hear that about like, oh, his mom made a statement saying it was, it was like, look, we don't want to hear from the robber's mom because robber's mom is going, oh, he was such a sweet boy and he, he was just down on his luck. Look, bitch, your kid tried to hold up a Starbucks. He held people at gunpoint. Gun turned out to be fake, but they didn't know that. But he held people at gunpoint, threatened them with a knife, stabbed somebody. Be good thing he didn't get killed. Because from the sounds of it, this guy who saved everybody was brave enough to confront this armed robber. So he very easily could have gotten killed. That's it. So be glad your boy isn't dead. He's still going to prison. And the police already said, good Samaritan guy, not getting charged. He did nothing wrong. He broke no laws. He defended himself and he came out the winner in that fight. So uh, your robber son can take his jailbird ass uh, back because he ain't getting shit. I hope he doesn't get shit. If I find out this guy gets a penny for this, I'm going to be so mad. But moving from a, a dumb criminal onto a couple of dumb addicts, I said I've got another tie this week. It's time for the jackass of the week. First up, I've got a couple of stoners in England. Now, I said last week, I don't care what you do with drugs or whatever you do in your free time, as long as your shit don't affect me. 
Well, in this case, uh, their habit uh, affected some people when a couple of hikers got up to the top of a mountain and decided to uh, smoke it up and got so high they couldn't hike back down and had to call for a rescue. Yeah. Now, like I said, I don't care if, if you want to smoke weed, fine. But you know what? Maybe you shouldn't smoke so much weed that you can't get off a mountain? I, I don't know what the mountains are like in, in, in England. I do know that in Arizona, if you pulled some shit like that, you go and die. Even the mountains here in the city, if you run up to Cam the top of Camelback Mountain and you smoked so much you needed a rescue, you would probably die before they got there. Because shit's going to eat you. Because there's coyotes and snakes and scorpions and yeah, you're going to get eaten. And you're going to deserve it. And then a whole bunch of coyotes are going to have the munchies because of your dumbass. Huh. But... I mean, I, I get it. I, I see, yeah, oh yeah, you go up to the top and you, you, you smoke one. Sure. But if you smoked, you said, how much did they have to, to smoke? Maybe they're lightweights. I don't know. But how much did they have to smoke to be so high that they couldn't make their way back down the mountain? I, that's the part that gets me. It's whatever you want to do, but standard rule, moderation, people, moderation. Excess is your enemy. Speaking of excess being your enemy, that one actually was really good. Uh, a New Zealand woman was convicted of drunk driving and public endangerment and showed up to her sentencing so drunk they couldn't sentence her. This woman originally, she was convicted of drunk driving and public endangerment and all sorts of things. She was just completely hammered and basically like drove into a fucking curb. Yeah, let's see. What did she do? She made an illegal turn straight into a concrete planter outside. Uh, looks like a... I can't tell if it's a night... It says a night and day. And it's in New Zealand, so they're naming places. I don't know what the fuck a night and day is. It sounds like it's a bed and breakfast or something. I don't know. Uh, but she nearly took out a pedestrian. She crashed into a... You know, a, a business. And they, you know, had to pull her out of the wreckage. Well, of course, and this was her fourth try. Uh, this, So she was convicted, easily convicted of public drunkenness and endangerment. And basically they said, you are just, your problem is so bad. You are a danger to the public. And they've tried treatment plans and all this stuff for her. And... You know, it was one of those like, yeah, while well, she was locked up in her original trial, she sobered up and you're like, okay, yeah, fine. Go on your merry way. Come back in, you know, two weeks for sentencing, whatever. Well, she showed back up for sentencing so drunk that the court, uh, the court workers actually told the judge, uh, she's too drunk to walk in here. We're going to have to carry her. So <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're going to have to postpone this sentencing, uh, stick her back in the drunk tank for, you know, however long until she can sober up. But, I mean, really, if you're going back to court for, for a drunk driving charge for your fourth time, maybe don't drink on the way there. Or, again, moderation. 
moderation. Uh, eventually, she ended up, they gave her jail time. Uh, they Obviously, they suspended her license. She They gave her a uh, three-year non-alcohol license. And I'm assuming that's kind of like in the States where when you get like a DUI or something and they put that little uh, breathalyzer, the little uh, blower in your car. I forget what they call them, but it's like the little machine you got to plug into your car and you got to blow into it to show you're not drinking and all that shit. I'm sure it's probably something like that. Interlock. That's an interlock device. I knew the word would come to me. Uh, yeah, but, uh, and then obviously they impounded her car, but, and she can't get her license back until, uh, who is it? There's like a, a, it's like a court guy, the director of land transport has to authorize her license to be reinstated because they ruled her that much of a public danger. Yeah, that's, yeah, can't, can't argue that. This one should not be driving. Uh, they said the only way she'd get out of jail time is if she, like, if they had, oh, you've got to, basically, it's either go to jail or be remanded to a treatment center. It's like, you can't leave the treatment center. <laughs> And it's like, you are like one flew over the cuckoo's nest shit. And it's like, yeah, it's go to jail or go to the, the asylum. Those are her options. Basically go to the drunk asylum. So yeah, for her sake, I hope she gets help. Um, obviously she's got some problems. Obviously she doesn't have the wherewithal to not be completely plastered when she's showing up to court for a drunk driving charge, but you know, at this point, obviously she hasn't demonstrated being all that bright. All right, now I'm going to take one more little podcast promo break. And when I come back, it's time for this week's recommended listening podcast feature. My local surprise AZ neighbor, The Mike Jolitz Show. Do you know what I hate, Bex? What's that? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10-15 minutes to watch like 7 or 8 trailers for movies some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already, I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week? that you can find on Spreaker and iTunes, or you can check out on garrisrandomramblings.space. You know what? I love trailers. They're the best. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth. Mysteries, conspiracies, weird history, and the unexplained. A new topic each week. So join me, Curse the Mole Man, as we crack open a beer and maybe have a few laughs as we explore the weird and the strange of the Couch Potato Files. Check out a new episode every Friday at thecouchpotatofiles.com. Recommended listening. <laughs> hey, everyone. I am Mike Jolitz from the Mike Jolitz Show, available on Spreaker.com and iTunes soon, I hope. I do a show where I mention some news items, celebrity stuff, stupid criminals, and just silly things I read on the interweb. Proud member of the Pottern family. And yeah. So that there is Mike Jolitz. And I'm going to say... 
I was surprised as hell to find out that this guy not only lives in Arizona, but lives near me out in the boonies of surprise, the suburbs to the suburbs to the suburbs. I remember the first time I heard of Mike Jolitz was actually on the Epic Film Guys. And they were, they actually had featured him in what was supposed to be his final show. He was supposed to be walking away from the show to focus on his family and other stuff. And, you know, like so many, he got pulled back into it because when you've got fans and when people like your show, they tell you. So tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, no, <laughs> but he really, he had his, a lot of friends and family were like, hey, and, and fans were just told him, like, hey, we miss your show. You know, when can you come back? What are you going to do? And he'd kind of started doing a vlog thing. Well, he kind of revamped the show because what he does is much like my news. He talks about the weird news shit, kind of much like uh, Chris the Mole Man on the Couch Potato Files. All of us surprise people apparently all talk about weird shit. <laughs> That's just the thing. It's the common thing out here. But the way Mike does it is very like quick hits news and smart, like smart comments much quicker than I can do. And it's, it's just quick hits and you know, here's a weird news story and a, and the punchline and here and bam, 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 bam. Well, in all that bam, 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 he throws in, well, it's not safe for work. Yeah, not safe for work <laughs> commercials for Jolet's Jam, things like that. Um, and, and he usually has, he has a lot of uh, guest voices and people that like the guys from the Brorons or Chris the Mole Man, uh, or Gareth from Gareth's Random Ramblings chime in and do some of these commercial spots for him. But it's just hilarious. And the old version of the show had all that. And it was a very condensed, very short show. Well, in the kind of Mike Jolitz version two, he's also incorporated interviews with other podcasters like Chris the Mole Man and uh, uh, Big D from the Bro Rons. And even recently, I actually, in this last week, actually was on the phone with Mike for and Matt. 20 minutes or so and chatting on Twitter and whatnot about the possibility of us getting together and doing a, a show for the three of us out here in surprise, because we do have that same sort of mentality and we're all very different people. So that's a cool thing. So if that happens, that's cool. I honestly, I just love to sit down with Mike because he just seems like a cool guy and he's a funny guy. And the more I'm getting to know him and Chris and all of my other like podcast friends that I've made recently, like Gareth and, and Emily and, and all these, the more I'm talking to these people, the, I, I love, that's probably my favorite part of being a podcaster is the community. And it's all really opened up very, like since that I've passed that two year mark is where it's really opened up for me getting to you know, interact and find it. I've got neighbors is for lack of a better word that I've got neighbors who are not only podcasters, but podcasters in my same sort of area 
who I just think are hilarious. And we all listen to each other's shows. We all promote the shit out of each other's shows. Half out of it's our, it's our local thing, but half out of, we're just all dig each other's shows and we're all smart asses the same way. But when I first heard, like I said, when I first heard about Mike Jolitz, it was, ah, shit, the show's ending. I, I could listen to it. I could get into this show. And now that I know he's not gone, I'm, you know, I'm listening to not only his show, his regular shows, but his little vlog episodes and checking out his vlog stuff on YouTube. But it's, he's, he's just a funny guy. That's it. He's a funny guy. He's a nice guy. And I think that's one of the, those things that we have these kind of personalities that we're so outgoing and, and extroverted behind the mic. But yeah, it's walk, step away from the mic, turn off the computer. And we're all very different people in that. Not that we're fake. I wouldn't say we're fake. I wouldn't say Mike's fake or I'm fake or, uh, but it's a common thing. Like we're one person. It's, this is an outlet for our excitement and our extroverted personality side. But when we're at home and by ourselves, we keep to ourselves. And I'm, I'm learning that's a thing. And it's a thing I share with what appear to be some of my uh, best podcast friends is that we're not outgoing other than behind the mic. Outside of being on the show, is kind of get off my lawn. <laughs> and so he's, I, he's kind of my uh, kindred spirit, you could say. And having that sort of mentality, having that similar personality and the similar uh, humor about the weird shit in the news. And he covers the stuff that I'm into that I don't talk about. Like he'll cover entertainment shit, like the Taylor Swift lawsuit stuff going on that happened. Like why? Because you can make quick one-liners, like like a late night monologue. He kind of does sort of stuff, like late night monologue-y kind of quick, you know, quick hits. I was like, I I, I can't do that as well in this uh, format. But he excels at those those quick hits, and his interviews are. If I did interviews, it'd probably be like his because it's just conversations with his podcast friends. And that's really it. It's natural conversations. One cool guy talking to another cool guy. And yeah, maybe someday I'll sit down with him. He's not, it's not like he's far. And maybe our whole uh, trinity of hell out in surprise <laughs> uh, podcast will, will come to fruition someday. But whether or not that happens, you should be listening to Mike Jolitz because he's just a funny bastard. And if you've listened to me this far, if you like my show, if you've listened all the way to hear me ramble on about Mike Jolitz and, and sidebars about everything else I went through in here, then you should absolutely be listening to him because he kind of keeps his shit together, <laughs> something I'm terrible at doing, but he keeps his shit on topic and his entire bit is funny. So if you can listen, if you will listen to me, if you'll put up with my crap, then you will absolutely love listening to the Mike Jolitz show. So follow him at Mike Jolitz on Twitter and subscribe to the Mike Jolitz show on iTunes and Spreaker and all those other fun places wherever you get your podcasts. 
But that's going to do it for me this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and putting up with my weirdness this whole time. Remember, you can get all of the past episodes and all of the links to this week's weird news stories and the full recommended listening list at odddadout.blogspot.com. And once the, the gear store goes up, there will be a link there as well. And while you're there checking out all that stuff, click one of the little subscribe buttons along the top, whether you use Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, tune in wherever you're subscribed or wherever you're listening. Subscribe to the show, give me a rating, give me a review, and I will read it on the show because I just like sharing stuff. And follow me on Facebook and Twitter at OddDadOut because... That's where you're going to get the easiest interaction with me. It's just easier. Reach out to me. I promise I will respond because I just like to chat. But until next week, I am Adam the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night.